Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking District 3 activities week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey. This guy is Logan Green. Hello, Logan. Hey, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm good. And now that the uh, small talk is out of the way, we yeah. will dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. If only every intro could be like that. No, we're, we are, uh, you and I are both incredibly busy this week here at Idaho Sports uh, HQ. And so uh, this prep cast might be a little on the shorter side. We're just going to really skim through what's happening. And then we'll be back maybe with a more beefier uh, prep cast next week because there's this thing called the battle in Boise that's kind of taken over the city there, Logan. And of course, IdahoSports.com is going to be heavily involved with that. And that's really consuming a lot of our life right now. Yeah. And it's going to be an awesome event. It's going to be great. Um, tomorrow or Friday, if you're listening to this Friday morning or whatever, on Friday, there will be three games at Boise State on the blue. Uh, you'll be able to see it. And really, like, I, I think, Brandon, the best game is going to be the eight man game. I mean, to be if we're, if we're being black and white, completely honest, that's going to be the best game. Um, Kendrick and Oakley played last year. Uh, I know they're not Treasure Valley teams, but if you are in the Treasure Valley and you're thinking, oh, I'll just show up for the Fruitland Emmett game, uh, don't, don't show up for the first game. It's, it'll be worth your time. It'll, it will. Um, last year, those two teams played in Cambridge, and I was there for the game, broadcasting it, fending off the Wasps in the uh, press box there. But um, went down to the final drive, and it was 52 to 48. So definitely worth your time uh, to go check out all three games. Don't just come for Fruitland Emmett. Don't just come for Gatlin Bear, uh, which people are going to do. Um, come, come for all three. It should be a fun event, and all of them will be broadcast right here on Idaho Sports. So you. If you can't make it and you want to see, you know, this, this, these, these games, you know, the, like we said, the Kendrick Oakley game, uh, worth it. You can just watch it on Idaho sports. And I, you know, a lot of people, they want to see Gatlin bear on the blue. I think that is the elephant in the room that probably needs to be talked about is this is his first time playing a, a live game right on the blue. Um, unless he did it when he was really young, but, um, but we'll have it, so you can watch every snap right here on Idaho Sports. So uh, it'll be worth your time to watch all three. Uh, should be fun because you've got interesting storylines across the board in all three. Yeah, uh, and again, Burley is a Magic Valley team, but in their season opener, Burley did defeat Mountain Home 78-20. to Gatlin Bear, two touchdown receptions, a touchdown on the ground, and he returned a punt for a touchdown as well. So I'm just saying he set yeah, the bar pretty high. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, coach Anderson talk to Paul. Um, there's a great article right there on the homepage uh, of Idaho sports that um, Paul Kingsbury and, and coach Cam Anderson, they, they had a chat and it's just interesting stuff. You never think about like, because of what teams have to do to guard. Obviously this is not magic Valley prep cast, but what teams have to do to guard Gatlin bear, obviously leaves gaping holes, other places, and they've got other athletes, that are not just him, um, but if you double, triple team him, somebody else is going to be open, and, and there's going to be a lot of points scored when they're on the field. 
Yes, for sure. So yeah, Cameron Anderson, the head coach at Burley, formerly at Gooding, um, is a good ambassador for not just his team, um, but really the the state of Idaho and high school football. And uh, I, I have not found a coach that will work harder to get his players noticed right. by colleges than Cameron Anderson. And he's he's a great hype man. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Oh, so. yeah. Well, if you go, you should go listen to it. If you listen to yes. this, go listen to the YouTube video. Uh, he says something super uh, you know, I think fun in it. He said that he puts this event together uh, and he has tons of schools asking him, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I think the question is, why was there not a 5A SIC school in it? I think that is a question that people had out there. You know, it's right in their backyard. There's even going to, I think teams playing at Donna Larson at the same time, uh, basically just down the road. Um, and he, he makes a great point that this is a showcase. They want to put, you know, this is a concept. They want to see if it works before, uh, you know, inviting Rocky Mountain and Mountain View there and uh, that place putting 15,000 people in the seats. So um, going to do a trial run here, see how it goes. And then uh, different teams. He wants to make it a six team or six game event over two days. Uh, so definitely more to come on this event uh, outside of just this this year. Yeah, I think the ultimate goal is to have a 5A, a 4A, a 3A, a 2A. Yeah. 1AD1, 1AD2, ultimately. And so, yeah, I'll do one better, Logan. People can go watch that interview on the Idaho Sports yep. YouTube channel, but I will also take the audio of that interview and put it in this podcast feed. So people, well, there you go. Treasure Valley Prepcast or any of our Prepcasts, uh, I will take that and give you a little bonus episode um, so you can hear it. It's, it's, it's uh, half an hour. It's really good. It's, it's really good. good. Yes. Uh, I listened to it a couple of times already. So, um, yes, the battle in Boise is coming up Friday on IdahoSports.com at Albertson's Stadium, home of the BSU Broncos. Let's backtrack to last week real quick, Logan. I'm just going to hit on one game from each classification. Um, I think the big story uh, overall was Emmett. Uh, we'll start yeah. at the 4A ranks. Emmett goes on the road to Blackfoot, wins a wild back-and-forth affair, 33-30. to 30. Uh, it comes down to a walk-off field goal. Tyler Welling comes out for a 29-yard field goal, nails it as time expires, and Emmett walks off 33-30. to 30. What an exciting win. Yeah, and I and from what I've, I was talking to somebody about this game, and uh, I don't, Emmett didn't throw a pass beyond the line of scrimmage except on that final drive. And they go over, not a huge gain, but enough for a first down. And, and I think Blackfoot was calling, they Blackfoot wanted the ball back. And when Emmett got the ball late in the game, they called timeouts. And Emmett's like, well, fine, we'll just run the ball then. And uh, they take advantage and go down and score. And a uh, huge win uh, for them. I think they, they had some injuries uh, on that team, so they had some guys out, uh, but still able to get it done on the road in Blackfoot. And they are a team that you will see right here on, in the Battle of Boise this week. Yeah, in the um, weekly rewind that I posted from week one of the high school football season, which if you haven't checked out, you should. It took me a long time to put together, so I would really <laughs> appreciate you checking it out. Um, but it's got uh, a recap of just about a detailed recap of just about every game there was in the state of Idaho. You're not going to find that anywhere else. First of all, it took me a long time to find all this information and compile mm. it. Um, but in the Emmett recap, um, I was talking about Isaac Brennan, and I mentioned he was a running back. Uh, mistakenly, he he actually was playing quarterback for Emmett, like you said. Um, they ended up not really Running, throwing the ball. No, much. they never threw it. No, and so there was an injury in practice. Isaac Brennan then steps into the quarterback spot and makes his first career start. 
And all he does, Logan, is set a new school record for most rushing yards in a game with 315. <laughs> yeah, I think, did they not? They almost pushed 600 total rushing yards or something like that as a team. But 315, I maybe you've got something there <laughs> at quarterback. You know, just, just let him run. You know, if they can't stop him, they can't stop him. Yeah. So uh, congrats to Emmett. They're 1-0 to start the year uh, with a wild win over Blackfoot. I was interested in that game more for Blackfoot's sake, um, because I think Blackfoot's going to be better than people are giving them credit for. They're very young, but, and I knew Emmett is a good team. So, uh, both teams passed the eye test there. Bishop Kelly is, uh, one and oh, they beat capital, uh, pretty badly. Columbia picks up a win over Fruitland, a, a team we're going to see, uh, at BSU on Friday. Uh, Columbia's two and oh, very sneakily. Jared Payne, uh, is a guy to keep an eye on. He, again, Filled up the stat sheet, 153 yards rushing, four touchdowns, 152 yards passing and two touchdowns, fumble recovery, interception on defense. He's my early uh, 4A SIC MVP because he just does it all. So keep an eye on the Columbia Cats uh, sitting at 2-0. Yeah, that's when I look at and think, wow, Columbia, not oh, Fruitland. That was a that was more of a, <laughs> wow, Columbia is good, uh, rather than Fruitland maybe is struggling because uh, – Man, that Fruitland's always good. They're always in the mix, right? And uh, Columbia, it's good to see some some strong football for them. Yes. Um. So that was really exciting uh, for Columbia, two and zero under uh, second year coach Charlie Dotson. All right, let's go to the two A ranks, Logan. That's where I think the next biggest story occurred. Um. And this was you could pick a couple of games here, but I want to highlight Marcin. Uh, Marcin hosting Orofino. They went to Orofino last year and won. This year they're hosting Orofino. Obviously, an Orofino team that is still dealing with the yeah. the loss of uh, starting quarterback Drew Hanna, who tragically passed away earlier this month in a car accident. Um, but Marcin uh, sets, I think it was the school record, or or first time they've scored, you know, more than sixty points in a really, really, really long time. Marcin wins sixty six to six. Uh, this was a great opener for Coach Shea McClellan and Marcin. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a good offense to put up that many points. Doesn't matter who you're playing, you got to be able to move the ball somewhat decently to put up 66 points. So, congrats to Marsing uh, on that big win. Like you said, just a uh, tough situation for Orofino, and um, that, that's just going to be tough. But on the opposite side, it you know, Marsing looked very good in that one. Yeah, Cash Hance, uh, two rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown. Uh, Zion Fleary, three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Jace Shade was uh, slinging the ball all over the place for Marcine. Caleb Smith took a fumble back, 60 yards for a touchdown. So, yeah, Marcine 1-0. We'll see if they can keep the momentum going. They they did this last year and then got into the teeth of the conference uh, schedule and, and uh, ran out of steam a little bit, but... Um, it was a good week overall for the WIC. Melba went up to St. Mary's uh, for a Saturday battle and, and won a shootout 38-22. to St. Mary's was picked as the co-favorite in that league up there in our preseason coaches poll, so that was a nice win for Melba. Uh, Cole Valley Christian bounces back after losing to Wendell last week. They beat Parma 62-6. to uh, New Plymouth um, starts the Tony Cade era off 1-0, mm -hmm. Logan. They beat Payette 40-14. to Payette was a team I was pretty high on after their win over Caldwell last week. So now I got to be really high on New Plymouth, right, after a 40-14 to yeah. win. Yeah, that was one that, you know, we're always at games on Friday nights and we scan looking at scores, and that's one that I saw come across because my game took forever in the lightning <laughs> delay. 
Um, and I was like, I said, wow, what a win for New Plymouth. They really, uh, it's a de- it's a good Payette team. I mean, Payette has improved a lot, and uh, to beat them like that, that's impressive for New Plymouth. So congrats for them. And and uh, like you said, I think the conference is a little more open than it has been in past years. Uh, Melba just isn't the juggernaut that, that they're still good. They're still good, but I don't think they're just a runaway favorite like they have been, you know, Sharpie um, them in, and maybe somebody else has a chance here. So it should be fun, uh, this race the rest of the year. Yeah, and Napa Christian was the team that was picked above them all, picked to win the preseason. They challenged themselves right out of, right out of the gate, went to Declo, kind of the favorite over there in District 4. Declo wins 39-16. to 16. So for Napa Christian, okay, we saw where we stood at a statewide level. Back to the drawing board. How do we get better? I'm really intrigued to see how the Trojans do this week. Uh, okay, let's jump up to 5A now, Logan, where we had Rocky Mountain traveling all the way north to Coeur d'Alene. This is a Coeur d'Alene team that had just beaten Rigby, which, by the way, Rigby's 0-2. I'm not too mm-hmm. worried about that, but that's uh, East Idaho talk. Uh, Rocky Mountain travels all the way up to Coeur d'Alene. They pitched the shutout 16 to nothing. Uh, check out this stat line for the Rocky defense. Seven sacks, four takeaways. They only allowed two yards rushing in total. Mm. Uh, this was just a dominant defensive effort. Yeah, and and I think even you look and say, oh, they only scored 16. But I think they they turned it over at the one one time Rocky did. And, uh, you know, they, it probably could have been more points than that. But, man, heck of a defensive effort by Rocky Mountain. And I mean that I mean to go on the road and do that, that's hard, right? To go up north on that long drive after Coeur d'Alene had all the momentum in the world. They had to be feeling on top of it after knocking off Rigby, something nobody's been able well, I guess in the playoffs nobody's been able to do recently. Uh, but they go up and they really just stomp Coeur d'Alene. Like there's they they do. They really put their foot down on defense and and really play well. And man, you know what? That translates. You gotta if you're if you're Middleton, right? You say maybe we're not so bad. You know, you know, you feel bad losing your opener to to them, but you say, hey, at least we didn't. At least it wasn't that bad. You know, uh, so just some other interesting storylines coming out of that when you use that, uh, you know, transitive property that totally is relevant and is real and is it matters. So you know. The- there is definitely a trickle down effect uh, in the SIC. Like you said, you start looking at how other teams are doing. And yeah, you you say Rocky Mountain only scored 16 points, but understand this is a Coeur d'Alene defense that is also it's very good. good. I mean, Coeur d'Alene's defense came up with four takeaways uh, as well. So, I mean, it, this was just a good old fashioned yeah. defensive effort. Um, Brody Swearheart takes a pick six back for the second week in a row. He did it yeah. against Middleton. He does it against Coeur d'Alene. We'll see if he can keep it going uh, this week. Uh, Gunnar Thompson, 213 yards on the touchdown passing. And Jaron Akibe uh, is like, he's like Terrell Owens. He's just your classic prototypical <laughs> receiver. He had, he caught 12 passes for 74 yards and he had double digit receptions last week. He's already up over 20 receptions on the season. This is in impressive. Two weeks. Yeah. No, that Rocky team is just, you know, they lost a ton of people from last year's team. And all they've done is just maybe got better. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're they're a good team, fun to watch. And, you know, they're they're just going to get get better. And, and you know, everybody in the SIC has got to be um, thankful for them. Come, that's going to have a, another ripple effect, right, is them winning that game on the road up north uh, brings back a max, max preps boost to the, S, to the entire SIC. 
Um, it really does. And so uh, just something to, to be aware of as the season goes along, you say, how are these cross state games? Cause pretty much everybody, not everybody, but almost everyone in the SIC has one of these. Um, and if they come back with wins again, you know, you always hear that the everything's stacked against everybody else, the state of Ada, but right now, um, that's the way, you know, when it starts like that, and if, if the 5A SIC teams keep beating teams from other areas, um, and, you know, Meridian has one of the biggest chances later this year, and they're, they're going to play uh, at Highland. Um, but it could bode well for the SIC when it comes to at-large bids when the time comes. Yeah, I mean, they're backing it up right now, so you can't really yeah. <laughs> dispute what's happening there. Um, Mountain View did beat Meridian 31-26 in kind of a wild back-and-forth game. Meridian is now 0-2, but two very, very difficult losses. I think yeah. we're learning Meridian's defense maybe not quite as strong as it was last year. The offense is capable, but they're at least two games in. They've, they've gotten into some shootouts, and it's come down to a handful of plays. Um, and then the 2-0 club, Bora's 2-0, Hawaii is 2-0, CUNA is 2-0, Boise is 2-0. Logan, which of these teams is most likely which i'll ask you this which of these teams will stay undefeated the longest between bora hawaii <laughs> cuna and boise my cuna i think cuna <laughs> you know i i need to look at the schedule cuna who do they they play eagle tonight so maybe maybe not um yeah but i don't i don't know again it's so early that you don't know like how you know how teams translate but but cuna's had two solid wins and so I think we're going to learn a lot about CUNA. I think if those four were to have a tournament, I think CUNA would be the winner of that. I'll say that. That That's how I think of that. Um, and, and, you know, you look at who teams have played and you can say this and that. Uh, but I think probably Bora is that next level in that. that um, why he did put a beat down on Centennial this week. And that was one that caught my eye. Um, because the offense really struggled at Madison. I mean, they scored three touchdowns. Well, they, they only scored two touchdowns, but one of them was on a five-yard drive, and one of them was a one-play 25-yard drive. So really no long drives for Hawaii in that Madison game, but then they put up over 30 points against uh, against Centennial this week. So um, that that's how I'll stake it. I'm sure I'm wrong, but um, I think at the end of the day, I think Cuna is probably the best out of that group, but Bora and Owyhee just behind. Yeah, so that that Centennial score was deceptive. It was a one-possession game at halftime, and it was a one-possession game into the midway through the third quarter. Centennial hung tough, and then Owyhee finally started. Just broke you know, through. Yeah, Ryan Brecky is a really good wide receiver watching the film. Um, he's a good tall target that Matter when uh, found a couple of times. And so, Logan, the answer is Bora, and I'll tell you why. Because this week, you have a knockout game. Boise is at Hawaii, so one of them is going to okay. cancel out the other. Right. We talked about CUNA uh, hosting Eagle. That's going to be a tough battle. Bora, Bora gets Nampa this week. Uh, at Donna Larson Park Thursday night. So tonight, um, I think Bora wins that. Um, and then you look at, okay, if Hawaii and Bora both win this week, let's say, well, Hawaii's got to play Mountain View, <laughs> Mountain View next week while Bora will play CUNA. So, but, but that is literally Hawaii plays Thursday, Bora plays Friday. So I right. think Bora by virtue of playing Friday will be the last undefeated team. Right. They, they could all, they could all have a loss by this time, you know, in two weeks. So. 
we'll see. <laughs> Five ASIC is fun. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying sad. to. Sorry, I was trying to do some math really quick. We talked about the Meridian defense, Brandon. Yeah. This is what they did last year. This is what they gave up. Their first game, they played Eagle and gave up 14 points. Mm-hmm. From there, seven, seven, six, six, zero, twelve, three, zero, six, ten, and that's a playoff game. Like they, the most they allowed last year was 14 points in a regular season game. Uh, they gave up 28 in the state championship to Rigby, um, but really, I mean Rigby. Rigby had only scored uh, 14 until the final two minutes, and then they scored very late, and then they had a pick six. Um, so this is this is something to this is something to discuss or to to at least be aware of that Meridian's defense, whether you know they're you know they're, I'm sure they're still great. Obviously, they're still a good team. Um, but last year uh, when they played Eagle, they only gave up 14. And when last year when they played Mountain View, they only scored, they only gave up seven. So just something to be aware of for them this year, that that defense, maybe not where it was last year. Uh, Offense, though, I think is definitely better. I think they put up a lot more points than they did last year, but uh, just just something to be aware of. Yep, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt. Uh, they've got a good coaching staff in place, though, with John Zamberlin, um, and they will adjust. All right, let's let's go to three A football. Logan, the big the big story was Weezer and Buell. Uh, Buell won District Four last year. Weezer took second to Homedale. Weezer wins pretty convincingly, forty two to twenty one. Buell's got a lot of sophomores this year. They're kind of a younger team in in this in the cycle. Um, but it's new it's new faces for Weezer doing the same stuff. Yeah, you know we're we're used to seeing that Wolverine T offense, as uh, Coach Tom Harrison likes to call it. Uh, Jaden Walker, one hundred nine yards and three touchdowns rushing on just eight carries. Logan, he carried yeah. the ball eight times, rushed for over hundred yards, and three of the eight carries went for touchdowns. It's just yeah, like you said, new faces, same Weezer football, right? It's and three A football is just so top heavy. You've got the big three. I mean, and that's that's essentially what we've got again right now. You there, Logan? Yeah. Sorry, you were glitching. I know my internet up here sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not good. It's a work yeah. in progress. But uh, but no, I was just talking about how Weezer, you know, every it's, it's Homedale, Sugar, and Weezer. Those those were the big three, and I think that's still the case. Um, somebody else will find their somebody by default has to be in the semifinals um, with those three. But is there anything? But you know what? I look at what McCall Donnelly did this week against Wood River, um, a Wood River team that had beaten South Fremont, and say, hey, maybe the maybe this team is something that we should talk about right now. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think McCall Donnelly is a team to keep an eye on uh, for sure. But we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Let's wrap up with eight man football. Logan uh, notice goes to Clearwater Valley. This is a game that I was at on IdahoSports.com. Uh, Tiago Pickering takes the opening kickoff back for a touchdown for Clearwater Valley. Notice goes, okay, we're not kicking to that guy ever again. And not only are we not kicking to that guy, we're going to go for an onside kick. They got two consecutive onside kicks in that first half. And they cashed in on both of those drives. And that allowed notice to build up this, this little cushion. And then they kind of matched each other score for score the rest of the way. But I love the aggressiveness from coach Joe Woodland and his staff. And uh, Grayson Benitez was the leading receiver 
for not just notice, but the entire conference last year because of injuries, they've had to move him to running back. Yeah, I'd say that's working out okay. Six touchdowns in total, five on the ground. Obviously, our IdahoSports.com player of the game. And so I was listening to your eight-man prep cast as I was driving to East Idaho last week. Um, and you guys were saying, you know, when is the when is the conference over here going to break through in the playoffs, right? We see teams make it, make it, make it, but can't win. Um, but notice dropping 72 points on the road on a White Pine team, I think uh, lifts my eyebrows a little bit and says, all right, maybe maybe this is the year. I mean, that is a lot of points. That is a huge win on the road for notice. I mean, they lost to Clearwater Valley last year at home, um, and and a big win for them. So I, I'm, I'm very impressed with notice here. Yeah, I think I think notice won that game last year at home against. Oh, did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they well, won. That I'm wrong, game. but it was it was it was a closer than this one was for sure. Um, but for notice, the big the big thing is going to be health, right? They're they're missing. Uh, one guy for the entire season, one guy. Uh, so I talked to both of the injured players at halftime. I went down to their sideline and um, Gunnar Campbell uh, tore his ACL in, in summer camp. And so he's done for the entire school year. No other sports um, at all, which is a bummer. Ian Hill yeah. is the other and and he was going to be the running back. And then Ian Hill was going to be the fullback. And and he uh, I said, how'd you get hurt? He said, yeah, I was riding my dirt bike and I basically you know bruised a couple <laughs> ribs and punct- punctured a lung and then he looks at me and goes i'll be back in a couple weeks <laughs> oh man that's so that's, that's a, a tough that's kid. an idaho thing to hear right oh, i was riding my dirt bike you're right they did win i looked i was totally wrong i don't know how i was that off <laughs> yeah there went my internet again uh um, you're back ian hill didn't like us uh talking about yeah there's there's my internet back so yeah ian hill is a tough kid uh <laughs> dirt bike injury he'll be back in a couple weeks um and we'll see if they keep benitez in the backfield or move him back to wide receiver but it was a very impressive win for notice uh certainly on the road and then uh 182 the big story to me was garden valley going over to dietrich and and knocking out the blue devils a team that made the championship game last year 37 to 14 i think garden valley um is the team to beat in in district three council of course had to go up and play kendrick so you can't compare apples to to oranges but uh, I really like this Garden Valley team. Yeah, I would love to listen. I'll have to listen to your eight-man prep cast this week with Will because I think there's a ton of interesting stuff in this level in this league right now. Like you mentioned, Council going up there, but even Cascade. I mean, they had a huge win against Idaho City, and I mean, this is a team that has been didn't even have a team a couple of years ago. Played a hybrid schedule and then absolutely demolishes a one AD one school. Uh, that's an impressive win. But like you said, Garden Valley might be uh, better than we all thought. Not that anybody thought Garden Valley wasn't good, but uh, maybe this team is is legit. I mean, last year they went on the road in the playoffs and beat Mullen up there. Um, and so you were there for that one, I think, right, Brandon? Yep. Um, but uh, this is a team knocking off, uh, you know, a, a state championship qualifier from a year ago. Um, everybody wants a shot at Kendrick and maybe Garden Valley has a shot at it. Um, again, probably not, but, uh, but they are looking like maybe the team that can compete with them right now. Yeah. Tacoma Kelly, uh, four touchdowns, passing a touchdown.
and a partridge in a pear tree. Um, and for Cascade, yes, out of those names we saw in basketball, right? Cascade made state in basketball yeah. last year. Tyler Thurston, Cole Olson, uh, the same same guys kind of leading the football charge. And yeah, keep an eye on Cascade uh, as well for sure. Okay, let's talk about what's on the broadcast schedule uh, this week on IdahoSports.com in the Treasure Valley. Tonight, Logan, Thursday night football. Uh, we've got two games on tap for you. Eagle at CUNA, Skyview at Middleton. Both are going to be really interesting. Yeah, obviously, CUNA and Eagle is a battle of undefeated teams, and we'll find yeah. out you know, how legit CUNA is. But I'm kind of interested in this Skyview at Middleton game as well. You're going to be on the call for that. You're going to get to see uh, yeah. Cash Buse slinging the rock around for Skyview. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, how that one goes for him. I mean, Middleton had a huge win last week against Nampa. Um, okay, Brandon, I have a story about this game since we're talking about it. Um, there, there's two people, they, they are partners. They, I think they co-own or manage, uh, this, this car wash business called Lepco, right. In Boise. Uh, one is, one has a kid that plays for Middleton. One has a kid that plays for Skyview, right? So, so, you know, they have some friendly banter back and forth and, uh, I'm, I'll show these pictures on my broadcast, but the Middleton parent went and decked and this guy, he's a, his name's Kent, some sort of assistant coach with Skyview. But she decorated his office full of Middleton gear this week in preparation for this game. Uh, you know, put put a sign on his door that said, number one Vikings fan, I want to be a Middleton Viking head coach. Um, and, and this picture has Middleton players on it. Um, well, you know, he has his picture of his son that plays for Skyview. So just kind of a funny um, little, little banter back and forth um, before this game gets going tonight. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. That's that's a really fun, uh, interesting anecdote. I think Middleton wins. Uh, yeah, I, I do but, too. And you know, if you get back to the football side of it, I think Middleton wins. Um, they, uh, I think they're better. Again, the same thing as last year. I think they're better than than people put them on paper for. I think that they are. They're going to be competitive. Obviously, they put up. They hung with Rocky Mountain for a while. Um, so I think they're going to be better than uh, than people expected them to be. Yeah, I'm really excited to to see that tonight. I'll get to uh, sit back and relax and watch a yeah. little football tonight. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Friday, uh, we've got those two uh, Treasure Valley games, the battle uh, in Boise. You've got uh, Emmett taking on Fruitland and then the nightcap Valley View taking on Burley. Um, the the Fruitland Emmett game is at 530 and then Burley and Valley View is going to kick off at eight o'clock. Yeah, um, nobody that, told me that that game was at eight o'clock. That's that's too late for me. <laughs> that's, that's a late one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're good. That's that's uh, that's that's a late one for sure. But it's going to be well worth it. And then oh, also yeah. l- little little bonus um, for all the Ridgeview fans. Ridgeview is traveling all the way across the state to Pocatello. Uh, if you're not making the drive, settle in on IdahoSports.com for Gate City Game Night. Those are our Pocatello broadcasts. Uh, we will have Ridgeview at Pocatello as Coach Impo, Coach Impomeni, leads the Riverhawks or the Warhawks, excuse me, into Pocatello. This should be a fun one too. Friday night, seven o'clock. Yeah, so. we've tried to make it a point to hit these games right that are like we were over there for Madison and Hawaii, right? Where where you know teams are traveling a long distance. Like we'll have. Meridian is going to go to Highland in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be there for that one, right? Thunder Ridge is coming to play Middleton. We'll have that one, right? So we're trying to help out everybody so you don't have to drive across the state. Uh, it, you know, if you're a, a cousin, nephew, whatever it is, 
um, you can just sit back and watch it on Idaho Sports. Yeah, uh, it, you can check the game streams tab to see all of the games uh, that are taking place across the state here on IdahoSports.com. All right, uh, Logan, we did it. 31 minutes. We, we got in and That's out. We hit the topics we needed to. <laughs> yeah, we tend to be long. So uh, big thanks to everybody for tuning into the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Uh, be on the lookout for that interview with Cam Anderson, the head coach at Burley, talking about the battle in Boise. And enjoy all of the games that we've got for you this weekend on IdahoSports.com. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.